We talked to Amber today to see if someone died in her house. That was a wild story she had. Yeah, and then we <laughs> kind of found out that maybe she is... Tapped in? A lightning rod of this stuff. Also, Marcy marched into work and gave him a piece of her mind. Feud got a little spicy over <laughs> Halloween. It did. And uh, uh, we really didn't get our bat off our shoulder on Minute to Win It. No, no. Sorry no, about okay. that. Sorry about that. Either way, you'll hear it all right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Did someone die in your house is when Wood runs a report for people to find out why their house is haunted, possibly. Correct. Um, that is why we have Amber on the phone with us. Now, before we run the report to find out if someone died in your house, Amber, tell us why you think that. And is this a house you still live in? Yeah. Okay. I still currently live here. All right. Why do you think it's haunted? How do, how do I explain that? So this house, I know for sure one person has passed away in this house. Um, this is actually my great aunt's house. Um, I grew up in this house. Um, she did daycare for my sister and I. So I have history with my house, let's just say. Um, but some of the things that have been happening, and I've lived here for almost seven years, so it's like just progressively kind of picked up the activity. Okay. Um, the one bedroom upstairs is above like my living room, like half of my living room and half of my bedroom. And I can swear I can hear like footsteps up there. Now my house is older and I know what like the house settling or the house moving sounds like. Cause I've been here, like I said, almost seven years mm-hmm. and like, it sounds like creaking of footsteps up there. So it's like, my hobby always, he doesn't believe in like spirits or anything like that. So he always just tries to explain it away. And I'm like, no, like I, I, I swear I hear footsteps here. I just, I swear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another thing that has been happening lately is I'll be trying to fall asleep, whatever in bed. And I will feel like somebody is like shaking the end of my bed. Oh gosh. It is the weirdest feeling ever and i'll be like i have a cat at home so i he'll come in and he'll snuggle with me whatever and like i'll sit up and i'll think hey is that dash is he coming in to snuggle with me and i'll sit up and i'll look and there's like nothing there uh that freaks me out (laughs) yeah Uh, that that has always freaked me out and it's happened more than once just a couple weeks ago i have had what i felt like somebody coming like sit on the bed next to me while I'm trying to sleep. Oh, and gosh. like my heart like started racing. I was like, yep. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep after this. Um, I've heard what I think is like tapping on like the windows in the living room. Um, and like my hubby will come in from outside and I'll be like, do you hear that? Do you hear that tapping noise? And he'll be like, no, I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, Oh, I just feel like I'm losing it. Um, so I don't know if it's, like, my great aunt that's here visiting or because I've had family members, a few family members that have passed away. So I'm like, okay, well, is this family? Because um, it just seems to be, the activity just seems to be centered more around me. Right. I've always thought that my family's around. That's just, things have happened in, like, when my sister and I moved in together. Some weird stuff happened when we were together. So I'm like, are they, like, following me? or what did your sister did your sister see any of this stuff no my sister's never lived in the house that i live in so when we lived together in our townhouse that we've rented like the first christmas we were there 
I had set up our little Christmas tree, and I was, like, looking at it just to make sure, okay, I can't add anything more to the tree, whatever. And, like, all of a sudden, like, the blinds by our sliding door, uh, like, started to move. And I was like, okay, that's weird. The heater's not on. So, like, because there was a vent there. So, they moved when the heater was going, and it wasn't on. I was like, okay, that's weird. And then I literally sat, sat down, and, like, a breeze went by me. And I was like, well, that's okay um like it just kind of scared me for a minute there so okay now did your aunt die in that house yes she did so okay. that's the one confirmed one that i know of mm-hmm. okay yeah she's haunted so but, <laughs> come on now yeah, yeah but it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like anything like like malicious is happening right it's just a lot of like maybe a ghost saying hey i'm here so yeah that's what i feel like so i don't know like I said, I don't know if it's like my grandparents or if it's my great aunts or unfortunately my dad passed away in May. Um, so like, I don't know if it's him trying to say hi. Did it start after May? No, I've okay. had a few things happen before he passed away. So um, I actually, funny story, I actually went to a psychic medium to see if I he was like, he'd come through and like talk and um after that, more things started to like pick up and happen after I went. Man, now so, of course we know you know Russ from Search for Spirits. It says like sometimes those are doorways and pathways and stuff that you don't really want to be opening. Yeah, yeah. But you know, hey, right. All right. Well, we got a lot of information here. You definitely feel like you got something going on at that house. So here's yeah. what we're, we're going to take a quick little break here, okay? Wood's going to get the report ready because we ran the report on your address, and we'll come back and find out, did someone die in that house? We already know one person did, mm-hmm. but did anybody else die in there? All right, sounds good. Kelly and Wood. We got Amber on the phone. She thinks that she has a haunting going on in her house because she's experiencing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Wood, you ran the report for her to find out if someone died in that house. Right. Now, let's, let me make sure I have the address correct here. I have 105. 105- Yep, that's correct. Okay. Okay. Now, this house, you mentioned it was an older house. Not too bad for some of these that we've run. This house was built in 1950, according to this. Yep, that is correct. Okay. And I'm guessing, you say you still live there? I'm guessing you moved in maybe right around 2017? Yep, right around 2017. Okay. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you about some of these names that are kind of attached with this house, and maybe you know some of these. Um, are you familiar with the... T- the... T- yes. Yeah. A.M. Okay. Yep. Now, does J- or Jones sound familiar? Yeah. Both of those names do. Okay. Now, are any of those names your your aunt? Yep. So, was my great aunt. Okay. Now, it's interesting because, ironically enough, our report doesn't have anybody dying in the house. Oh, wow. And you say you know for sure your great aunt passed away in the house. Yeah. Where did she pass away in? Um, she, I was, I'm not 100% sure where in the house. I think it might have been her bedroom. Okay. I okay. think. I wasn't actually here when she passed away, um, but being as, you know, we did daycare, she was like a third grandma, I would say. We used to call her grandma. Um, so, like, I found out shortly after she passed away that, you know, she had passed away in the house. She didn't want to be in the nursing home. She wanted to be at home. And, like, I get it. My grandma was the same way. Mm-hmm. So, 
So has this been your family-owned home since, like, going back since it was made, or no? I believe so. Okay. I don't think there was any other owners of this house besides Rosie and okay. me. During the break there, you mentioned something to Kelly and I that I think is very important that we should probably bring up, which right, I so, think could explain a lot of this. Because if you missed the first part of Amber's call, she said that she was the only one that was experiencing any of this haunting stuff. Not her sister, not her husband. But then, Amber, you told us something when we were off the air that I think maybe explains that. What was it that you were saying? Um. So I had said previous that I went to a psychic medium uh, to see if my dad, who unfortunately passed away in May, had, would come through and, you know, say some things. And unfortunately, he didn't. But um, while I was there, and I was there for quite a while, um, the lady had said that I actually have some psychic abilities myself, um, which would make sense as to why all the activities around me and, like, not my husband or my sister um so like i said after i went to her things kind of started to pick up more and that's got to be it man it's got to be the fact that they told you that and you're picking up on all these things because like when when russ is around Mm -hmm. and russ our guy from search for spirits and he's feeling things we don't feel anything right he's got like a deeper connection to that world realm whatever you want to call it i haven't had time to like hone in on it or like learn how to control it type thing um so i just i i don't know if i necessarily want to learn how to control it or whatnot are you scared at all when you have like these you know instances it used to freak me out when like my bed would be shaken or like i actually felt like i was being shaken shaken myself Mm -hmm. a few times and so I did bring it up to her. I'm like, am I going crazy? Is this something that is just not normal? And she's like, no, that's literally your family members just trying to say, hey, I'm here. Or, you know, since I have these abilities, she's like, well, it could be, you know, somebody else trying to say hi. And I'm like, oh, well, that, like, if it's, if it's a family member, like, that doesn't scare me. Mm-hmm. Like, now that I kind of know that, it doesn't scare me as much. Well, that's interesting, man. Well, and especially since your great aunt did pass away in that house, I wonder if that is some sort of connection you yeah. have there. And, you know, if you go out other places, maybe that is other people. Maybe that is other things. I, honestly, this is, I find this wildly interesting. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the fact that maybe you're not scared anymore is, is, is good news. I can't, like, see them, but I can, like, feel their energy. Have you ever tried to communicate with your aunt in the house? As weird as it sounds, I do, like, like I'll be like, Hey, Rosie, how's it going? If I have to go upstairs, like we don't usually use our upstairs unless right. it's just for storage. So I just make a point of saying, hi, um, how's it going today? As weird as that sounds, I always like I say every time I go to bed, I say, good night, dad. I love you. I miss you. We all wish you were here. Um, and sometimes at night I will be like, all right, guys, I love y'all. All my spirit family up there, all of my family, I'll be like, I need to sleep tonight. Please just let me sleep. And <laughs> then nothing will happen. Really crazy to me that I'll say that and then nothing happens. Well, this, man, this turned out to be something. Yeah. Yeah. This turned out to be insanely interesting. That's cool. We need to hook you up with uh, Russ from Search for Spirits yeah. in case they need a third person on their team. Happy tag along on our ghost hunt yeah. this year. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. 
Well, Amber, we appreciate you taking the time to call in today and giving us all that story and everything else. This Sharing is, that, yeah. Yeah, this is super interesting. Thank you. You are welcome. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. This is an amazing story about a healthcare worker who was in the right place at the right time. And the cool thing is she isn't normally in that place at that time. Let me give you a little more uh, information on this one. Her last name is Sundrup. And while she was driving home, Lisa Sundrup noticed that there was an accident. Now, she was, just had got done working a double shift, which she doesn't do as much as she used to. She says that she gets older, it's hard to do the double shifts. But she knew the hospital needed some help, so she pitched in to help. She's driving home, she was exhausted, but then she noticed a cement truck had overturned on the road that she was on. Now, this is a super busy road that she was traveling on, and she thought, oh my gosh, you know what happened? And she, was, and she said as much as she just wanted to go home because she was so tired, she was like, I got to pull over and I got to see if I can help out here. Well, she said the, a couple amazing things. One, she's never normally on that road at that time. Two, miraculously, as she pulled over on this busy road, there was all of a sudden no traffic, so she was able to run across the road and get to the accident scene. Mm. And there was a couple people standing around, but no one really knew what to do because it was an overturned semi-truck. You can imagine the mess that was there. Well, she decided, I got to do something. She crawled underneath the overturned semi-truck, Got toward, got to the driver, found out his injuries, crawled back out, said, does anybody have a belt that I can use? So she grabbed a belt, crawled back underneath, because I guess the guy was bleeding out pretty bad inside the cab of the truck. She was able to take the belt, make a tourniquet out of it, and she was able to support the man so that he wouldn't sustain any further injuries by trying to free himself or whatever. And, you know, if he has a broken neck or anything else. Mm -hmm. And so she was able to hold him steady until more first responders were able to get on the scene and, you know, they were able to extract the man from the cab of the overturned cement truck. Now, she's saying that she can't believe the twist of events that had her in that place at that time. And they're saying had someone not gotten that bleeding under control, he would have just bled out completely in the cab of that truck. So not only did she have to be there pretty quickly after the accident happened, Mm -hmm. all those things of her being able to run across the street, somebody else being there who was wearing a belt, all those things, she's saying, hey, you cannot believe in higher powers if you don't want to. She's like, what I just went through makes me believe. Seems like something else was at work. Right. And she saved that man's life. Isn't it weird? Man, it's just crazy to think about had she not been there at that time. Mm. I know that cement truck driver who's in stable condition. So, And, and they're saying that's a, mirac- a miracle in and of itself that he's in stable condition. I can't imagine a semi-truck turning over is ever not a serious accident. Well, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about serious weight and right. you know, you're so high up. It's, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, but uh, she is definitely a hero. And that's why we shine a spotlight on these things, man. Need to. Because there's people doing this stuff all the time. And if we don't talk about it, it's going to go unnoticed. That's right. All thanks to Audio Video Extremes. That was your happy hour. Kelly and Wood. Time for a minute to win it. All right. Well, I, was, I was taking a little off balance there. I was waiting for a nice little fade out. And I didn't get any of that. All right. Minute to win is where Wood will throw out a topic. We got to come up with things in that topic within one minute. The last person to get theirs out before the buzzer goes off wins. We are joined by Brian Riley for this one. Mm-hmm. All right. What are we going to do today, Wood? Well, you picked it. Okay. We're going to do mine? Yes. Female bands. Okay. Which I wish I wouldn't have picked that because I know like three. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm coming up pretty empty here. Off the top of my head, I can think of three female bands. Okay. Uh, question. We probably all have the same ones, too. Mm-hmm. So it can't be like a solo singer, right? Yeah, like Carrie Underwood wouldn't count. Right. It's okay. got to be a band. Yeah. Okay. At least two or more people. Yes. So like Brooks and Dunn would count if they were ladies. 
Right. Don't want to assume Ooh, that anything. That just gave me an idea. Thank you. Okay. All okay. right. Are okay. we ready? So we're going to do Minute to Win It, female bands. Is everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Do. Go. The Judds. <laughs> ah, all right. You gave me the idea of Brooks uh, and Dunn. The Go-Go's. Dang, that was the one I had. I Ooh. love the Go-Go's. I didn't have that one. How about uh, Hole? What? No, she's just the lead singer. Oh, hey, what, are the sisters? Yeah. what are the sisters that sing the one song? The, the... Mary- Hold on. Oh, Wilson Phillips. That's who I have. Mm, Wilson Phillips. All right. Not bad. How about uh, cranberry, the Cranberries? Oh, yeah, that's good. That's a female group. I, again, I think that's just a no, female. No, look, do your research. I'm going to go with Spice Girls. Trust the science. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. What's another? How about uh, Bewitched? The Chantrells from the from the sixties. Jeez. Oh. Who are the ones who did? Wait a minute, Mister Postman. Couldn't tell you. Hey, 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 hey. Right, I got one I'm here. Like the Temptations. Pretty misogynistic here. <laughs> uh, How is that misogynistic? Destiny's Child. There's one. Oh, that's a good one. Dang it. Uh, Pussycat Dolls. In Vogue. Eurythmics. Dixie Chicks. I knew the one Brian Riley said. I just didn't know how to say it. Which one? Tiger Lily Gold. Yeah. They're out of oh, North Dakota. Shoot. He's trying to save it for my North Dakota people. I don't even know if mine counts. Mine was Eurythmics. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think you just named bands with female lead singers. Your Sweet riff. dreams are made of these. I don't know. I thought I thought that was a girl band. I also left heart uh, in the uh, holster. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I don't think Eurythmics is a... No. Oh, I could have done Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. Who? <laughs> you know that song? Ooh, baby, I think I love you from head to toe. I don't know that song. I don't know the name. And honestly, God, you could be making this entire thing up and I wouldn't know. Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. I, I, repeating it doesn't help. <laughs> who? Either way, who won? You won? I did. Okay, that's fine. With the yeah. chicks. But I said Dixie Chicks. So uh, I don't know if that counts. Oh, canceled. Mm. All right, well, congratulations, Wood. You did it. You won today's Minute to Win It. Kelly and Wood. We talked to Marcy on Friday. She was going to go into work that day. She was hot. She was, and she was going to finally tell off a coworker who she's had issues with for a long time that enough is enough. Well, we couldn't wait to talk to Marcy today, and we got her back on the phone with us. Marcy, how are you? I am great. Okay. Still employed? <laughs> yes, I am, but I'm, I, I have a few days off. Actually, it got a little heated. I wasn't the one who started the heated, the heated part. Um, she started the heated part and, uh, it got a little escalated and we were both asked to take a couple of days. However, a bunch of people came to me and thanked me for speaking up and really? then started talking about problems that they had. Yep. So the supervisor, it was great. It was great. The supervisor heard it from other people as well. But, you know, I kind of wanted to say like, why the hell didn't you say something before? But <laughs> it didn't seem like the time to do that. All right, now, hold on. Before we get into it, walk us through this, how this went. Because when we talked to you on Friday, you were pretty you were pretty worked into a lather. Yeah, you were hot. So when you got to work, you said you wanted to wait for everyone to get there. What happened? Well, we have, like, these pre-production meetings. We have these meetings in the morning, and then everybody peels off and works on the project, and then we meet again later. And so in the pre-production meeting, when um, supervisor asked, did anyone have anything to add? I said, I have something to add. And so I, you know, passed out the papers. I asked if I had permission to like, you know, share the information. I wanted everybody to have the same thing. So I gave everybody (laughs) copies of the whole thing. I gave everybody copies of what I was saying, with the dates and everything. (laughs) You should have seen her face. It was fantastic. 
<laughs> so everyone got the information and then I went through and I said, okay, let's start by line item number one. And I started going through it and the faces on other people, you know, by the time she started arguing out loud, other people kept saying like, yeah, that happened to me too. Oh yeah. That happened to me. <laughs> it was snowballing. So that's when she like went off and, you know, you know, and I said, I'm not done. Can you please sit down? I'm not done. This is an example of the rudeness. Do you see this? And whoa, that really, that really hit into her. Whoa. <laughs> but Just so I'm clear here, you yeah. brought handouts to a <laughs> session where you were oh, yelling yeah. at a coworker. I was, I was straining my voice, but not yelling because I knew that she would yell. And I wanted to let her yell. Uh-huh. I wanted to let her get crazy and start cursing and whatnot. So she did. So, um, you know, I wasn't, I just let it fly. Have you had any contact with her since the blow up? No, we have, when we go both go back, we have a mediation with someone from HR and her. I requested that the next time we meet that we have a mediation. Are you worried about losing your job? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, no. The biggest, not at all. They can't, they can't afford to lose me. No, they can't. Now, are both of you going to be able to work? Like, let's say you go to mediation and everyone's like, okay, you guys just don't talk to each other. Are you still going to be able to work in the same workplace as this person? Oh, yeah, because the thing is that now, it's you know, other other people have talked about their grievances with the same person. Right. So that's great. Now the eye is on this person, and that's why they asked someone for HR as well. Boy, that's that, this, is, this is awesome. I'm proud that, of you. You know, there's something... There's something where you say that, you know, you, the, there's a law against like working in a hostile environment. So I did my research. Let me tell you. So I said, this is a hostile environment. And I've already brought it to a supervisor. Was your heart just racing right before you did this? Of course. I was doing all my, uh, mm, mm, okay, in the bathroom. Oh, la, 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 la. You're all <laughs> trying to stay calm. <laughs> Getting yourself oh, ramped up. Trying to stay calm. I wanted to be able to get it all through. Yeah. So, um, you're an inspiration to everybody who's putting up with a coworker they can't stand. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it's just not that somebody I can't stand. It's just their, the way that they behave and the way they treat people. And if you let people get away with that, they continue. They think that's free, you know, they're free range to just be nasty. And then in writing, in writing, smart, sarcastic retorts in the email. What is that? Just a place of business. That's a, that's a slap in the face. Yeah. Well, you did it. You're an inspiration to everybody who's dealing with someone at work they don't like. And uh, thank you for letting us all be a part of it. You're welcome. And thank you for letting me have this experience. Because I think if I hadn't spoken to you guys, I might not have been upset. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly and Wood. One of the things that always worries me when I go on vacation, like say it's the winter time, I'm worried my furnace is going to break down while I'm out of town and I'm not going to know it. Okay. And, you know, the pipes will freeze or something, or the water leader will spring a leak and flood my basement while I'm gone. Mm -hmm. These are things I worry about, Wood. Okay. But Susan Hodgson had it much worse than that. She lives in Atlanta. She got home from vacation and found out that her house was completely demolished. Like, gone, gone. Jeez. She came back from vacation. Now, she got a call while she was on vacation from her neighbor. Here's her talking about it. Whoops. This is her talking about it. Somebody tear your house down next door to me that's been boarded up for about 15 years. 
And I said, um, no. She said, well, there's somebody over here just demolished the whole house and tore the whole house down. He told her to shut up and mind her own business. I said, well, look, I want to see a permit or something. And he said, okay. Uh, he pulls it out and he says, oh, I'm at the wrong address. And just packs everything up and leaves. And the house is deported. Down. Gone. Um, some interesting. I have so many questions. <laughs> some interesting words in this one. When you told me the house got demolished, I thought you meant like, like a hurricane or like a tornado or something. No. So it was a company that did it. Right. Second of all, I speak fluent redneck. Yes, you do. Due to my ye- multi years living in the South. Yes. Even I am unsure of what was that word she said. Which one? This one? Just demolished the whole house. Just demolished the whole house? No, at the very end, I believe she said her house got deported. This, oh, here. Deported. Damn. <laughs> deported? Deported? <laughs> I, hey, look, I shouldn't dump on the poor lady because she no. just lost her home. She comes back from vacation, they just tore down her house. But yeah, I don't know. Deported. Deported. Tore down. Now, I don't know. I don't run a house demolition company. Right. But I believe that there should be some fail safes. Well, she said that he pulls out the permit. like, oh, I got the wrong. Like, the dude didn't Oops. check. Right. They just went in, went ham right off the bat, didn't even check. I mean, we don't have a picture of the said thing we're supposed to knock down. Or, right. I don't know, maybe triple check the address. Yeah, give someone a call the day beforehand. Hey, are we still on for destroying your home tomorrow? Right. Cool. See you at 8 a.m. Oh, I mean, how, I don't know how you make that good. I, rebuild the house. Start or make it undeplorted. Unde- yeah, how do you unplort that house? <laughs> but yeesh. All right, we got the trash flash on the way next. Now, Kelly Jordan, I know you. I know you, and I know you're going to want to give some points to this person. Okay. For reporting themselves. Okay. All right. But I'm going to talk you out of it because this entire story, beginning to end, she's trashy. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yeah, it is. Wood's now going to give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, put it up on a trashy scale, and a trash flash. We're headed to Florida, Oregon, my friend. Pacific Northwest trash. Oh, my. Well, that's where we have a young lady who decided, you know what? Long day. I'm going to go ahead and take my dogs and go home. Well, when she walked into her house with her dog, she heard a ruckus upstairs. Could you describe the ruckus? It sounded like somebody was moving about. That's when she said, hey, I don't know who's here, but I got my dog and I got my gun. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, sure enough, somebody was home. It was 24-year-old Timothy Chappick. Now, Chappick. Apparently he didn't want that smoke. So what did he do? Did he flee the house, Kelly Jordan? That would have been the smart thing to do. No. Instead, he barricaded himself inside a bathroom and then called 911. Now, when 911 answered, how can I help you? He said, look, I just broke into a house and the owner just came home. The 911 operators, you, you broke into the house? Yes, I did, and I think she's got guns. Can you please get here and save me? Well, by the way, the 911 operator could hear a dog barking in the background, and he said she's going to let this dog loose on me for the love of God. Please get here. Hustle up. Well, sure enough, 911 was also on the other line getting a phone call from the young lady whose home it was. 
And she said, if y'all don't hustle up and get here, I'm going to let my dog loose on him, and then I'm going to shoot this <laughs> Well, when 911 pulled up, Chappick was still barricaded in the bathroom where he told the officers through the door, I was kidnapped by Mexicans and told to take a shower here. <laughs> oh, they're always doing that. <sighs> You know, the cartels are renowned for their, hey, let's kidnap that guy and drop him off in a random house and tell him to take a shower. What do you think, guys? <laughs> El Chapo will be very proud. Man, that's in the top three best excuses of all time. Authorities didn't buy it, and when they got the door open, sure enough, the dog did not run in, but Chappick said, thank heavens you're here. Can I go? They said, no. You're under arrest and charged with cr- trespassing and breaking and entering. <laughs> Lock them up. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> they told me to take a shower here. Ah, you're free to go then, sir. <laughs> All right, let's give this one a score, shall we, Wood? Breaking into someone's house. Trashy. That's super trashy. That's going to get you 150 points on the trashy scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, barricading yourself in the bathroom when the owner comes home. Trashy. Seems like it. Yeah, well, they'll get another 150 points. Calling 911 <laughs> on yourself. Trashy. Okay. 175 points on that one right there. How about taking uh, a shower in someone else's house? Yeah. It seems unless just gross. Unless you're, unless it's authorized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But not you're using their soap. Ugh, their hair's all over everything. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give that another 175 points right there. Lufa's definitely being tossed. <laughs> uh, the excuse. I was kidnapped by Mexicans and they told me to take a shower here. Mm-hmm. That's trashy. Big time. <laughs> I'm going to give that 200 points right there. He was yeah. arrested at 75. Tad racist, I think. Uh, it is. It's borderline. It's yeah. borderline. Uh, it's 75 for him being arrested. Uh, what else do we got here, Wood? I think that's it. That's about it. Okay, but this is a good score, especially for a Monday, man. Heck yeah. You brought the heat on a Monday morning, and I got it for you. Our gentleman saying he needed to take a shower because he was kidnapped earns himself a whopping, a respectable 900 25 points. Trash. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. This is so interesting to me because you wouldn't think back hundreds, thousands of years ago that people cared about plastic surgery, right? Like you were just born and that's how you looked. You would think they weren't vain. Okay. They were vain. Recent studies, recent archaeological finds would have shown that they were doing rhinoplasties as far back as 600 BC. Of course, rhinoplasty, that's the nose. Right. Nose jobs. And this is according to artifacts that they found in India recently, that they were having nose jobs way back in 600 BC. Wouldn't you think there would be so much more pressing issues than the size of your nose? Like just, I don't know, staying alive? Not only that, but... They're not. I, I don't believe anesthesia no. was a big deal back then. So how would you numb it? Mm. Oh my gosh! Probably just getting high on poppy seeds or something. That could be. Because with the with the nose job, don't they grind down your nose bone or something like that? I think it's dependent well, on what kind of surgery you're. What getting. did they used to do when they had headaches? They would drill holes in your. It was in right. Egypt. They would drill holes in your head to like relieve pressure. Yeah. Or they would like let blood out, thinking like that would that would help your sickness. I can guarantee you, if I was the second guy in line. <laughs> I ain't happy for me. Well, that's why they find those skulls all the time with like a square cut out of it. Because they thought, oh, there must be pressure on your brain. Let's go ahead and let it out. Could you imagine (laughs) doing that without 
Yeah, oh you're gonna chew on this. Gosh. Here, you're gonna chew on this root real quick while we cut a hole out of your head. Right. I would just be like, let me die. Yeah, just or, let me die. Like in you know, like the revolution or like Civil War, where they like, oh, here, bite on this stick while we amputate your leg yeah. real quick. Yeah, no. throw some leeches on it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that thing hang for a little bit. Yeah, but to, to me, it's just <laughs> I'm fine. I just get up, try to walk on it. <laughs> nah, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> to me, it's crazy though that people back 600 BC would even care what they're. Did they even have mirrors back then? How'd they even know what they looked like? Oh! <laughs> Looking good, buddy. And then, of course, like then all kinds of plastic surgery. Now, plastic surgery as we know it started back in the 1400s, actually. And that's when people were getting like all the stuff that we get, the facelifts and all that kind of stuff goes all the way back to the 1400s, even. Hmm. I can't, because with a facelift, don't they like cut pretty much the entire back of your scalp, right? I get it. Pull de- it on back. It depends. Like, it depends on like which ones you get. Like, I know like Michael Jackson stuff had the oh, ones Lord. where you yeah. do, like the ears, like the skin about the ears. I didn't realize how gruesome plastic surgery is. Oh, it's disgusting. Especially a facelift. Like, you would think like, oh, they're just tightening up my skin. No, they're like peeling your skin off of your scalp and then pulling it back. That's honestly, in say in 10, 15 years, I would consider getting a facelift. What? I'm just saying, like, I don't want to. I don't want to age gracefully. But here, here's the thing: is I like, age awkwardly. And this is where there is a real, you know, splitting of the men are allowed to kind of age gracefully, right? Women, you, you get phased out of jobs and things like that, especially yeah. like Hollywood and things like that. You can understand why they go hog wild on it. If well, you got to keep it to keep a paycheck going. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to be 60 years old on the radio looking 60. Mm-hmm. I treat my body like crap. So I'm, the, the age is going to start showing pretty soon. Now, I have been through two plastic surgeries. Yes. And I know, man, it's not for the faint of heart. Like, no. It is, it is hard surgery. And honestly, it was harder than my other surgeries. Yeah. Did the recoup of it and the bruising and everything. It's not like, oh, okay, go in, pop on a new nose, off you go. <laughs> right. Well, imagine back in 600 B.C., I yeah I mean and then how do you even I guarantee that guy didn't have any doctor knowledge just like ah no. sure what the hell I'll give it a shot is this infected pass me that sharp <laughs> rock over there Montgomery you're Let's the best go. warrior you know how to use a knife cut my face real quick uh, hold still I find this one super interesting man I can't believe that they were doing this back then and that's why I brought it to you today not bad if you don't like it don't care <laughs> I'll have another one for you tomorrow because that's what we do here and a little something called <laughs> I want to wake up. Wake up, y'all. It's Kelly and Wood. Every morning. Kelly and Wood in the morning. All right, Brian Riley, what do you have for us today in the feud? According to IMDb, what are the top five Halloween movies of all time? Okay. All right, right, right. Brian, I see you. That's what we got up today in this round of The The Feud. I'm pretty sure I lost last week. I don't know. I forget. So I got one right in the holster, and Wood, you ain't gonna like this one. The question, one more time, Brian Riley. Uh, according to IMDb, IMDb, what are the top Halloween movies of all time? Got one right here. Wood, you ain't gonna like this one. Okay. The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Is that a movie? Uh, made for TV. <laughs> Damn it! It's, it's not the top five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got so cocky, too. Uh, Hey, I like playing under pressure. By the way, according to this, it's not even in the top ten. This will be be difficult. I'm going to tell you this. You might yell erroneous, but this is IMDb. Wait, is it just scary movies, or is it movies about Halloween? Halloween movies. So there might be a scary one. There might not be a scary one. It's Halloween movies. Okay. Uh, can I hear that question again, please? Uh, according to IMDb, these are the top Halloween movies of all time. Now, I don't like this movie. Okay. 
but my wife does. And she was very excited when they made a second one. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. That's a good number one answer on the board. Number one answer. I wasted mine on Charlie Brown. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough look. Okay. At the tattoo event, though, I did have people come and tell me that they love the Charlie Brown Halloween special. Yeah. So, all right. It's fantastic. He's a loser, but that's fine. Don't get me started. Now, the question again. We asked IMDb, or IMDb asked people, what are the top Halloween movies of all time? These are voted on by hundreds of thousands of people. It's sitting right there, staring me right in the face. But I'm probably going to get my second X on this one. What about Halloween? It's on my list. It's number two on the board. Number two on the board. That makes Thank sense. Thank you, Lord. Hey, come on. The music, right. everything. I get to stay alive for one more. Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm also going to tell you this list uh, has not been updated for a while, so it's 2011. All right, so no okay. bangers so, of the last yeah, five so, years? Yeah, so 2011 okay. is when this list came out, according it's to IMDb. from The Nun. Yep. Yeah. Can't um, do that. All right, can I hear that again, please? Uh, according to IMDb, these are the top Halloween movies of all time. List created in 2011. Why are you covering your list, dude? I'm not going to cheat. Yeah, you will. No, I won't. I'm going to go with a classic here. Mm -hmm. All right. My dad still says, to this day, scariest movie he's ever seen in the movie theaters, Exorcist. Exorcist. It's a great guess, but it's not in the top ten. Top ten. Dang it. I was going to go with another one, but I talked myself into that one. See, I... Can I give you? Can I'll give you a hint because I know these are going to be tough. Okay. And you guys both have a strike. And we both hate scary movies. Yes. Right. Um, one is scary, okay. and they're all Halloween themed movies as well. Okay. Okay. So okay. Don't yeah. don't go just based off of being a horror like movie. Okay. It's a Halloween themed movie for the next two, uh, three answers. See, now I'm not sure if this is a Christmas or a Halloween movie. Oh, you know, the, those often get confused. No. Do you know the one I'm thinking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. You do. Yeah. Okay. Tim Burton. I'm going to say, because I'm kind of tapped out already. Uh, I can tell by the look on Brian's face. I shouldn't say this one. You say what you want. Say what you want. Play with the chest. (laughs) I'm going to say it. The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's kind of a Halloween movie. I I don't know. I think it is a Christmas movie, though. It's a Halloween movie on this list. It's on the list. This, you had me nervous. This is the first time Kelly's actually gone with his gut and it's worked out. Oh, man. Most of the time, he just goes the other way. I'm feeling woozy. <laughs> so we were looking for the top five, Top correct? five. Three answers are off the board. According to IMDb, the top Halloween movies of all time. Not horror movies, Halloween movies. I'm going to say, and I, I've got it down between two. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to go with this one. Because it was super popular when I was like in high school and college and everything. I'm going to say Scream. Oh, yeah. It's a good guess, but it's not on the list. It's not on the list. Yes! It's <laughs> <laughs> no! a great guess. Not I on the list. The, oh, man. Can, can I guess the other one I was going to guess? Yeah. Kelly, do you have any more? I don't. I don't. I was going to... Blair Witch Project. It's not on the list either. Oh, oh, this, this list is kind of... Nightmare the, on Elm Street? That's a great one. No, not didn't, it. The, didn't the movie The Burbs take place? Uh, I've never a, even heard of that movie. Okay. That's, I, Tom, that's Hanks. Tom Hanks. I've yeah. never heard of that one. Okay, so I'll go through the list. Yeah, this is please. according to IMDb. This was back in 2011. Uh, the top Halloween movies of all time. Number one, Hocus Pocus. Number two, Halloween. Three was The Nightmare Before uh, Christmas. Number four, I've never even seen this movie. Trick or Treat. Oh, gosh. Never even oh. heard of it. Came out in 07. Okay, I, yeah. And the last one, a Disney movie, Halloween Town. 
was number I never five. Never saw that one either. That one was number five. Okay. Those are, again, I'm going off the list. Look, we will not. Plus, I won, so yeah. I, I think it was a great. List. We we do this again. We do uh, horror movies or something like that. But oh, I did yeah. Halloween themed movies. No, that's good. good I'm stuff. looking at this trick or treat. I recognize one, two, two people in it. Supposedly it's a comedy and horror. I've never heard of that oh, combo. Those obviously meld those well. are always fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the only people that are laughing are the crazy ones that enjoy yeah. those movies. Oh, man. Well, I'm laughing all the way to the winner's circle today. <laughs> and I'll say that was a good list. Yeah, it hey. was a good one. Hey, all right. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Well, except for Wood because he's a big loser. But he's <laughs> like, I win today's round of Fuck you. Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break of the morning. We tack it on the end of the podcast. Uh, what did we talk about this morning? I forgot. Uh, well, you took me to task for my leaves. Oh, that's right. And then we found out that you were in the middle of a protest. Hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> Kelly was. Jordan says they've got to go. I was. By accident, I found myself in a protest. Uh, I know we talked about other stuff, and we'll figure it all out right now. It's our first break of the morning. This happened a long time ago. Uh, but we put it on the end of the podcast as our bonus track. Kelly and Wood. Yeah, man. What? I knew, I knew it. I knew I knew you're afraid of my knowledge. <laughs> no, I'm not. My knowledge scares you to death. I just told you, you please be quiet because we're about to turn the mics on and I don't want people hearing what you're saying because you're embarrassing yourself. You're out of your mind. Either way, but we're getting a late start this morning, actually. Very late. We're about three minutes later. I sh- we should have one, done one less song. That's my bad. Mm-hmm. I got the con and I apologize. So we can just jump into it, get things moving here, get the week kicked off. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a short week for us. Very short week. A busy week. Short week, busy week. Let's make it happen. Welcome to New York. Ah, uh, yes. And you're wearing the sweatshirt, too. So. Welcome to New York. Look at it's that. It's been waiting for uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. You know you guys thought it was funny last week where you're texting it? They keep them going? Nah, man. It's all good. Aren't you excited? I'm excited. I go get, oh, man. I go get my suit today mm-hmm. from Wedding and Tuxedo Connection in Richmond. Oh, my. That thing is fly. You better up your game a little bit, son. Watch yourself now. Look, I'm not normally the eye candy of the show. No. But they hooked it up. Okay. Oh, man. I got. I went with the shiny shoes and everything. Now, the thing about it is last year, they it was very a music-heavy award show. Yes. This year, it's very sports-heavy. Okay. I'm very excited for this. Damn. Yes, I may skip. I may skip the awards. I may just walk the streets of New York in my suit. Like Rich Eisen is the host. Oh, that's I know who that is. There you go. So it, what we're talking about is that Wood and I are up for a Marconi Award, mm-hmm. uh, and the award ceremony is on Wednesday in New York. Mm-hmm. So that's where we'll be this week. I tried telling my sweet little baby girl Murphy about that over the weekend. What? That Dad was up for a very important award, a major award. The only question she had is, does Taylor Swift have one? I told her no. No, no, she does not. Uh, she then asked, will Taylor Swift be there? I said no. We don't know that for sure. Eh, I'm pretty sure she will If it's a sports thing, maybe uh, Travis Kelsey will be there. And in turn, Taylor Swift might be. You never know. My sweet little baby girl then turned to me and goes, I don't really care about it. Yeah. I, I, I don't blame her. No one really cares. Even the people listening right now don't care. I Sparta kicked her. <laughs> Boom. Right in the kitchen. This is Sparta. Show some respect for your pops. <laughs> hey, I got to say, I, I randomly met someone who listens to the show every single day oh. through a family connection. So I have a cousin who is retiring 41 years as an electrician. Dang. In the city of Minneapolis. Good for him. Yeah. Good dude. Just an awesome guy. So anyway, I was at his retirement party on uh, Saturday. And he introduces me to a childhood friend who grew up in North Minneapolis, and now they live in Rice. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was Prince. 
And they're New Prince. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> like everybody who grew up in North Minneapolis, New Prince. No, so they live in Rice now. And she was like, I listen to you guys every day. And oh, I was, look at that. And I wish I could remember her name. <laughs> Solid reach out, Kelly. I had had a couple drinks. Am I not allowed to relax on the weekends? Now, can I ask a question? Yes. Do you bring something to a retirement party? That's a great question because I didn't know that either. So here, I just, I got him some lottery tickets. And then I said, uh, what did I say? I said, uh, I, I, sorry, this is cheap. <laughs> no, because there was no, you're not supposed to bring any gifts. So okay. I said, I'm hoping I can contribute to your retirement fund. And because he was an electrician, I was like, I'm so happy with your current situation. You know, I hope you, I hope your day is electrifying without too much resistance. Those are all electrical terms. So I wrote that in the card. Yeah, that's high comedy, dude. That's high comedy. Yeesh. You you should hope to get to that level of funniness. Wow. And then I got him like six lottery tickets because <laughs> I only had $30 on me. <laughs> and you spent it all on that joke. It's just, a ra- it's just a random number of lottery tickets. Thanks. But I don't know. What do you give somebody? I mean, someone who's retiring has everything they need, obviously, because they're of an advanced age. <laughs> Well, what what am I going to get him, a toaster? Like, what am I going to get him, a wire stripper? He's already got a million of them. Well, that's the reason I ask, because I wouldn't get you anything. Right. To be honest, like, all right, I'm I'm here celebrating your, I I don't know what, career? Yeah. Whatever you call it. you made it. I mean, it's a big deal. You make it to the finish line of a huge life event. Again, I'm not arguing that point. I'm just wondering, what is the etiquette of... uh, that's coming a great, to your party because I'm not bringing anything to a retirement party. I texted everybody and I was like, "Are we supposed to bring anything to this?" And everyone said, "I don't know." Maybe if you guys got together in I don't know, bought I don't know, another bag of lotto tickets or whatever you'd like to give <laughs> more them. than you mean more than six? Yeah, but I, maybe if you got together and then everyone bought a group gift, maybe. But I'm not bringing like you said a trinket or something. Yeah. like that. Well, that's why I didn't want to show up empty-handed. I don't know. Lottery tickets to me are always a good gift. I, I, I'm I don't, not arguing that. And, and I think he had the potential to win thirty grand on him. So, you know, <laughs> set me up for a half year of retirement. <laughs> Oh, you'd turn down 30 grand? I would not. Okay, then. I, in fact, I would probably do some very questionable things for 30 grand. Of course grand. you would. But that's neither here nor there. But it was cool to meet someone just randomly like that who listens to the show. I, I apologize for not remembering your name. Yeah, I was such about, a connection. I was like four drinks. I wasn't driving, so I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Oh, Lord. I have not driven my wife's car since we bought it. The new one. The brand new one, yeah. Okay. She hasn't even let me get behind the wheel of the thing. We took an hour. Well, that's and a disrespect. Half, we took a ninety-minute road trip on Friday to go see this group that was on AGT. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's America's Got Talent to you. to you and me. They were the group that you probably never watched an episode of AGT. They're the group that dances with the lights on their costumes, and the, like the whole room is black. Okay. So like they'll disappear and then they'll appear on another part of the stage. And oh, and, I think I actually have seen that. It kind of looks like their bodies come apart in some. It's it's it was super cool, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, ninety-minute road trip. And on the way home, I knew she was tired. I said, you want me to drive? She's like, no, I'll drive. I'm like, am I ever going to get to drive this thing that I will no doubt end up paying for? I'll be honest with you. Let's go. I'm trying to think. In probably the past 10 years, my wife has driven me (laughs) outside of my knee surgery when I could not drive. Right. Maybe four times. Jeez. And like one was the day of the tattoo event when I had like a vertigo attack and I couldn't drive myself. Oh boy. So there was that one. But other than that, I will not let my wife drive me. 
And it's not like a power thing. I just don't like other people driving. Right. Like tomorrow, you are insistent on driving to the airport. No, only because your truck doesn't fit in the parking spots at the airport. My Tiguan, we could park that thing sideways in that spot. I am more nervous about that car ride to the airport. Do you want to drive the Tiguan? Do you think you can handle it, big boy? Than getting in a metal tube, shooting into the air <laughs> thousands of feet, and then come crashing back to Earth. <laughs> I am more okay with that than you driving me to the airport tomorrow. You can drive. If you think you can handle the Tiguan, man, get behind the wheel and grab the controls. Here's the deal. I actually don't like driving, because uh, in my truck, obviously, it's elevated. Yes. And I am up there. I hate then getting in like a normal sedan. You've never driven a Tiguan. You've never experienced the Tiguan difference. I'm pretty sure I, I in the the shoe riding around town. <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, you're very insistent on it. We'll go ahead. Only and do because it. every time we take your truck to the airport, it's hard as hell to find a parking spot. But do I? Yes, but then every I, time I'm always I'm, it, I get nervous the entire time we're gone about your truck being parked in the parking ramp. Every, my 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 trust me. The big, bo- the big boy's protected. You don't have to worry I about know, that. I know, but I'm just saying. I worry about your truck. You know, we're going out of town this week. See? And I just feel like I had so much to get done. It was just a rat race all weekend long. Okay. And then I got held up by a protest yesterday. So, I was like, Sir? Have you ever been driving around and you get held up by a protest? Mm-hmm. If you want me to be against your cause, no matter what, it, you can be like, free money for everyone. But if you block a road... I'm against your cause immediately. Oh, well, like one of these idiots who glue themselves to the streets? Right. I, I So me and my son, our new thing is like finding these places, these out-of-the-way places to go get chicken wings. Okay. It's become a father-son bonding moment. We went to one of the scariest places I've ever seen yesterday to get chicken wings. I swear to God, there was one light bulb on in the whole place. Sometimes you got to risk it. Right. Wings were phenomenal. And then we're driving home, and I get stuck in a protest. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. What was it? Oil? No, it was about the whole, you know, Palestine. Oh, the Middle East stuff. Yeah. So, okay. And I don't know who was on what side or what was going on. I didn't really take time to read their signs, but I was just like, oh, come on, guys. It's a Sunday afternoon, and now I'm stuck in traffic. How long? It took. It added about 45 minutes to my ride. Oh. Because yeah. <laughs> I had to find a back way then. Then I ended up getting, like, turned around in directions. It became a whole scene. Well, did you see there's unfortunate, and we're not a political show. No, that's just, there's nothing political about this. It just held me up. But there was a gentleman, and there was, like, a drone footage of it who was stuck in one of these. People start surrounding his car. Yeah. And he, like, starts to inch forward. Someone, like, opens the door. Oh, for Pete's sake. It becomes a panic situation because then he starts, you know, driving erratically through the crowd. Yeah. I I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not condoning, you know, blasting through, you know, a protest or anything, but also... Stay off of the road. Right. That's what I was telling my son. I was like, look, I, this is, I just, blocking the road to me is it's just too far. Well, and guess what? There are people, A, trying to get to work. Yeah. All right. There, there's people trying to get to other things. But also, and again, it, it's very rare cases, but what about if an ambulance needs to get to somewhere? They, there's been stories of that happening before. Like, there was a serious accident on 94 over the weekend. Oh, man, I saw that. What if somebody was trying to get life-saving care to that or you know god forbid you're already in the back of the ambulance trying to get to the hospital and you're blocking it off i'm sorry start arresting some of these people yeah it it was it was pretty aggravating but obviously i mean i wasn't in a life or death situation i was just more like i want to get home but honestly if your car is surrounded like you've seen some of these dash cam things dude i'd be in a hell of panic if that was happening in like your kids are in the car exactly I'm sorry, I'm not going to stand still 
why you guys decide whether or not to kick a window in. I know. Oh, man. And, that's and it a- only takes, and here's the thing. Nine, let's say there's 100 people surrounding my car. Yeah. It only takes one moron to make this an incredibly dangerous situation. And the fact that there's 100 of you standing in the road, yeah. chances are there's a moron amongst you. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's so, a it was a bad idea, and I didn't mean to kick off the show like that. It was more just I was I was just mildly inconvenienced by it. But. Well, but here's the deal: is we're seeing this more and more. Yeah, more and more people are going to find themselves in situations like this. And how are you supposed to react? Well, I'm just supposed to sit here and hope that no one either a hits my car, damages my car, or b if I again if I got kids in the back, start to attack my car. Yeah, it's I. But on a side note, the wings were tremendous. Well, that is good. That, well, that was good. That kept the wings kept me going through my anger of being stopped up I, in traffic. I'll go through some stuff to get to some chicken wings. I'll, I'll full on admit all that. <laughs> How was your weekend, man? Very relaxing. Oh, good for you. You deserve that because a well, I, I say relaxing, but man, football had me on the edge of my seat all weekend. Big games for my teams. Came out 2-0. I didn't watch a single football game. <sighs> no football that. contests were on in my house. Ooh, it, but, so lately I've been watching him a lot with Sean from Fresh Skin Tattoos. Right. We get together and watch football. He couldn't do it this weekend. He was judging like a tattoo convention or something. Couldn't. Fine. I had to watch football by myself. Oh, you poor baby. I, and honestly, <laughs> it, it irritated me because there's no one to talk with. There's no one to yell with. Yeah. No one to hug on big plays. My son watched a little bit on Saturday, which was nice. That's good. But come Sunday, he had once again earned outside privileges. He was gone. Now, speaking of outside, I would like to bring something up here. All right, let's go. Because you consider yourself the hot lawn talk master. Absolutely. You got some lawn talk. Let's go. I have gigantic trees in my yard. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I've made a decision this fall. I'm not going to mow my yard. Oh, you're that guy. I am not going to do anything until every leaf has fallen from my tree. And then I'm going to run my mower. And I'm going to chop it all up. I'm going to fertilize my own yard. And I'm going to be done with it. Your grass will be dead next year. You're out of your mind. Your grass will be dead. You can't put that many leaves on the lawn. A little bit is good. A little bit of mulch. Mm -hmm. Keep a little moisture in the soil. But you're going to end up having fungus growing in your lawn over the summer. So here's my question. I mean, over the winter, I mean. Here's my question. By you telling me that, this, yeah. is, this is how we've talked ourselves into plus, these lawns. Plus, the problem is also, if I may say, all your neighbors are going to be taking care of their lawns, and you're going to have that lawn that screws everybody else up because your leaves are blowing in everybody else's yard. Incorrect, because I'm going to run over it like four times. Right. Chop it up fine. I'm talking about until every single leaf falls. So you're telling me. That before mowers, before raking, before everything, the pilgrims were were, were raking their yard? No. Exactly. But and they, they got through it. They didn't have a society. They, oh. they were also dying by the age of 27. Don't you spit in John Smith's face or whoever it was who <laughs> settled up one of these colonies. But they also, I don't, even, I don't think they had lawns back then, Wood. And they didn't have a, a planned community like yours. Oh, I'm sure they had estates. There were sidewalks and whatnot. I'm sure. But I will tell you this: I have already, I have already done three leaf pickups in my yard. Oh, what a sucker play! And I have a, I have a fairly large yard with gigantic trees on it, mm-hmm. and I've done three already. Ugh, because it looks nice, and it's courtesy to the neighbors. You don't care about anybody but yourself. That's I, what. That's the message you're sending by letting all your leaves fall. I flat out hate picking up leaves. I hate nobody, it. nobody likes it. Hate it. It's just a, it's a social contract you sign when you buy a home. It is the most disrespectful thing to <laughs> rake your entire yard. You come out an hour later and there's already 600 leaves back on the yard. I will say this though, my next house, I don't care if it's in a desert. I, I don't want trees anymore. 
I'm with you. I, I, do, I do hate it. And I, every time I get done, I'm like, it doesn't look like I did anything out there. One stiff breeze, and I'm like, well. Exactly. All my work is gone. So I am literally waiting now for everything to come down. And I've got a lot of big trees around me. That's the other thing. There's a tree across the way that has the most unique leaves. I don't even know what the, I don't know if it's a banana tree, an oak. The hell with it, I don't know. I highly doubt it's a banana tree in the Midwest. But man, it drops all the, and it like, like currently right now, it does not have one leaf off of it. Oh, that's going to be a mess. That bad boy waits until like the first snowflake flies and then it starts to drop. So that's it. I'm going to wait. I'm okay. going to wait it out. That's fine. I think you're being disrespectful to your neighbors, but that maybe it's just me. <laughs> I, and I feel good. Even my wife asked me, she's like, are we going to get out there and rake through yet? Are we? But you got a mouse in your pocket, woman? Well, that would mean that she's going out there by herself. She's never. I Look, I love my wife to death. She has never once mowed the lawn in my house. So Not what? once. Neither is my wife. I've that's taken a, care of my wife. That's a man's job. Well, I'm just saying. Unless the woman wants to, of course, but I'm not going to force her to get out there and do it. Do you think if you just said, go start the mower, your wife could start the mower without no. any instruction? Well, my mower is a piece of junk, so no. <laughs> Barely anybody can start that mower. I mean, mine's got the pictures on it, so I think maybe she could, but there's no way. I, my wife is pretty, pretty handy when it comes to that kind of stuff. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My wife is not. God she, love her. She she would if I if I was like say sick or something, and I was like, hey, the lawn needs to be. Mowed, she would go out there and try and figure it out. Dang, <clears throat> how sick are you? Well, I mean, if I can't get out, or she would wait till I got better and tell me to go do it. I'm, but not I'm just saying. saying that if if worse came out, like my wife has gotten out there and shoveled before, mm-hmm. you know, when a big snowfall comes. Wife has never shoveled in her entire. If she's a Georgia, she's a George Peach. Right. She's never once shoveled well, she's, snow longer than five, four minutes in her life. She's lived here for like 12 years, dude. I know. I've taken care of her. <laughs> Danielle, on your side, Kelly George, she said, uh, boo, you have to keep up with your leaves. I'm the neighbor that would mulch my neighbor's lawn. Hey, yeah, keep your stuff off my yard, all right? <laughs> you do that, it's go time. Other people tell uh, another more supporting Kelly. Oh, how about this? I'm with you, Wood. I'm also waiting until every last leaf falls for Mike. Thank you. Lazy. That's laziness. Watch yourself. Yeah. It's, it's laziness. Okay. You know what? Fine by me. I'll be, I'm going to get it done in one fell swoop. Would you like to do some history, Wood? Please. I get it, though. It's not fun work. Oh, it sucks. It's the worst. It's the absolute worst. Especially when it starts to get really cold out. And rainy. Oh, I hate that. And all wet. Yeah. It's not fun. Ugh. All right, Wood. It was on this day all the way back. In the year of ni- whoops, oh shoot! <laughs> in the year of 1941, Dumbo, the ninth wonder of the universe, the wild zoney flying elephant. <laughs> Disney's Dumbo was released on this day in 1941. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I didn't. I just like I can't imagine going to see an animated movie back in the 40s. Well, yeah, I mean they had to draw like literally every single flip. Yeah, a flip page type thing. It was on this day in 2004, one of the most awkward, cringeworthy moments happened on television, and Ashley Simpson tried to explain what happened. What happened there was I had a vocal problem. I had two nodes beating against each other, and I woke up and I had no voice. And, and then I should have said, no, I will not go on. I will not do this. She got caught lip syncing during her performance on Saturday Night Live and then did one of the weirdest hoedown dances I've ever seen. It got worse. It made a bad situation worse. I find it awkward that we care so much about certain people lip syncing. Right. Yet you go to a concert or anything like that, and we all know that they're faking a well, decent part of those. Especially when they're doing crazy dance moves and everything else. It's like, of course they're lip syncing. They'd be out of breath otherwise. <laughs> 
thriller. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, but like Millie Vanilli, nice choice. obviously they got busted. Well, that wasn't even lip syncing. They weren't even doing their own songs. So like that one I get, but like the Ashley Simpson thing, I honestly think she got more, whatever word you want to use, canceled or whatever for that dance. Yeah. They just, it just made it so awkward. Yeah. Uh, what it was on this day in 2007. song anyway carrie underwood released her second studio album carnival ride which gave us this song it debuted at number one in the u.s yeah she's doing all right she'll make it i Uh, think she's gonna make her yeah and then what we found out what a couple weeks ago she's making a million dollars every sunday night football yeah with that song (laughs) every time that plays a million bucks for her good for her man Celebrating some birthdays today, Wood. Is Ryan Reynolds missing a tooth? What do you... No, these are all my teeth. What the hell is going on here? Ryan Reynolds celebrating a birthday today. There's got to be something, right? There's got to be something that Ryan Reynolds does not do well. I don't know, man. He acts well. He's funny. Uh, Charming. He's he's done like singing movies where I guess he's even good in that. And everyone who meets him says he's super nice. He's just one of those guys, man. God gave him a little extra. It's infuriating. <laughs> it is. There's got to be a weakness in his armor. But he's got to be 40, 45. Oh, it's actually 47 today. Damn it. He even looks phenomenal. Right. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today. Don't want to argue. I don't want to debate. Don't want to hear about what kind of food you hate. You won't get no dessert till you clean off your plate. So eat it. My brother had this record. I think it still exists somewhere in, in my mom's home. I'm sure that thing's indestructible. Probably. But it's Weird Al's birthday today. Just a guy who made a career off something I feel anybody could do. But here's... Everyone says that, but no no one can. Well, I, I bet you I could do it. Give me a song. Luke Combs, Kind of Love We Make. The kind of sandwich we make. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> How old is Weird Al? The thing about it is, I think all that Weird Al's music sucks. Uh, So do I. But, again, another one of these people who's like supposedly like one of the nicest people ever. Now, I do find it interesting. He doesn't have to get anyone's permission to make these parodies. Yeah. Like, he's covered under like certain whatever musical right laws there are. Right. But he won't do a song unless he gets permission from the original artist to do one of these. When he did Amish Paradise... He said that Coolio gave him, was like, yeah, go ahead and do it. And then when it came out, Coolio was like, oh, man, he stole my song. And he was like, Coolio gave me the permission to do yeah. that song. I, and that's the thing. He seems like a really good dude. I just cannot stand the songs. He's got to be 65 today. Ah, uh, you're close. He's the right bold age of 64 today. Okay. And then finally celebrating a birthday, one of my favorites. I love Dwight Yoakam. He has an acoustic album that is one of my favorite albums of all time. Somebody told me the other day, they were like, Kelly, I think you have 100 top five favorite albums. Uh, yeah. Because I was going to say it's in my top five favorites, but I don't know if that's true or not. But now, it's just him and a guitar, and it's a great album. I was not raised on classic country music. Mm-hmm. I, in, until when you told me, I had no idea he was in Wedding Crashers. Right. Very small role in Wedding Crashers, but... I thought he was dead. Like, I thought Dwight Yoakam performed in, like, the 1950s. <laughs> so, I, it's tough for me, but I'm going to... 
I'm going to say Dwight Yoakam is 71 today. Uh, you're a little bit high on that one, my friend. Okay. Dwight Yoakam is 67 today. And by the way, I deserve all the hate no, I dude, get over not it. Not everybody grew up listening to country. My dad liked country music, and so I was, I was akin to this. But there that doesn't make any sense. Classic country for me is like Garth Brooks. Right. You know? You're so, like our intern who said Holla Batgirl is on her oldies playlist. I am still doing my best to learn. And so I'm glad to know it is Dwight Yoakam's birthday today. Yeah, I love Dwight Yoakam. Either way, all right, of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well.